Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, everybody. This is Andy Lopez, better known as Invisible Gardener. We're getting ready to start our show called Body and Garden with my friend Chuck Neese. He'll be calling, getting online in a few minutes. Uh, this is show number three. Uh, for those of you that missed number one and number two, you can just go to invisiblegardener.com. Well, first of all, if you're listening to this show, you must be getting it somehow. So <laughs> if you're getting this show, then you probably are already getting the podcast, or you're you're a member. Uh, members all, all, members get all my radio shows. Uh, so it's uh, but uh, if you are listening to it, you probably could be on on, on any of the other stations that go up there. And if you want to make sure you get the shows, you should go to invisiblegarden.com. Uh, click on radio show, scroll down, you'll see. Uh, how to subscribe to Body and Garden Show. So we have different methods up there for you, whether it be iTunes or whether it be um, Android or whether you use uh, some other uh, system to, uh, we can do it right on your computer too. You can download it. You can get an email if, if you want to. But the show, that way when you get to podcast, you can see all the past shows uh, up there. So you can listen to, listen to them. Uh, we, we, there are shows that have been very interesting so far. Uh, the last show, particularly fascinating for me, because we talked about Roundup a little bit and what it does to your body and then what it does to the soil. You really should listen to that. And today we're going to be talking, who knows what we're going to talk about. I have some ideas of what I'm going to be talking about, and we'll see what Chuck, if he wants to go down the same path, he wants to do something else. But I'm, I, lately I've been talking about mycelium and the consciousness of mycelium. And so I'm going to be talking about that, how mycelium works, how my system communicates, and more specifically, how trees communicate, how trees communicate with each other, how trees communicate with mycelium, and how we can communicate with the trees and with the mycelium. Uh, so that's, that should be something interesting for you. It's going to be an ongoing series because there's lots of information here. just can't get it all done in one show. Uh, so, uh, and this is uh, done on TalkShoe, of course. So if you're on TalkShoe, you listen to it already. You know how to subscribe, how to follow, uh, and it's a free uh, show, so it's available to anybody. Uh, we have it up on iTunes. We have it on the World Wide Web. Lots of way, ways for people to get it. Uh, easiest way is just to go to invisiblegardener.com, click on radio show. You'll see all the other different radio shows that I'm doing up there. Uh, I run a club. People join my club for help. Uh, they also join to get all my radio shows. Uh, published in one place, so they get the inner gardening show. Uh, actually, actually, it's called inner gardening music. So I do a lot of music and frequencies and sound and such. Uh, and one of the things I'll be talking about is the frequency of the uh, the, the mycelium that, uh, that plants listen to. Uh, then I, uh, that's done. Uh, I do a, a new show, a new um, song almost every day, at least once a week. So you'll get that. Members get that, but you can also subscribe two dollars a month for the inner gardening. Uh, music if you just want to get the music. 
We also have uh, uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, which is my regular gardening show. Uh, I do a show every every week. Um, uh, it's open to the public. It's, it's, called, it's free of charge. Uh, and lots of new shows go up there. And plus, there's over two or 300 shows already done, so you can take a, a listen to the past shows. Uh, and then, um, let's see, I also have uh, What's in Your Garden. It's a show basically that deals with all my different, uh, I've been a guest on many, many, many shows and many other people's stations, so those are up there. And then, of course, we have uh, the Members Show, which is only available to the members, and you can't get at it unless you're a member. Uh, and, and you, you know, I do a membership. Uh, I, I charge a lot of money for my time, but if it's a member, it's only 55 for a lifetime, 35 if you're a senior citizen, and it's a, or you can just pay $20 a year. We have over 20. I have 21 books. The newest one called Don't Panic, It's Organic. It's already up there in, in the ebook form, which I am updating. And I have, since it's an ebook, I can update it regularly. I'm in the process of updating now. Pretty soon it's going to be printed in a printed version. And then you'll be able to get that too. Right now, the, the members get it for free as an ebook. There's a section go up there for free, and they can get all the all 21 books that are updated for this year. They can download it free. Okay, so then uh, uh, Chuck should be on any moment. I told him to, to email me. I mean, call me, call me at at uh, after five minutes after eight. Uh, also, too, if you want to be on as a guest, because we would like to have. Gardeners or agricultural professionals who are hip to this and want to talk about it to come on as a guest. Plus, I want to have doctors and professionals in the field of the human body who also understand the relationship between the two. Uh, there's a lot of research that's been going on on this for a long, long time now. Uh, there's two books that you should, you should uh, read that you'll find very, very interesting. One's called Mycelium Running, How Mushrooms Can Save the World by Paul Stamets. He's the author of Growing Gourmet and Medicinal Mushrooms. Fascinating book. Um, just reaffirms everything that I believed in and I've been, um, I felt, you know, you, you know when you do something, you say this is right, but then you have to it'd be great if other people say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there's another book by Peter, this is going to be an interesting name, Wolden, Wolden, W-O-H-L-L-E-D-E-N, Peter Wolden. Woolleven, The Hidden Life of Trees, What They Feel and How They Communicate, Discoveries from the Secret World. Another fascinating book, again, reaffirms everything that I believe, and even more so, so we're going to be talking, I'll try to get these folks on as a guest. I've been trying, I've not been successful. So if you're connected any at all to either Peter or Paul, and all we need is Mary, right? Peter, Paul, and Mary, and we'll get them on as a, as a guest. But if you think you have something to say, please email me, Andy Lopez at invisiblegardener.com, and we can see about getting you on the show as a guest. Uh, also, too, um, we do uh, I do a variety of other 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 things. Uh, so if you while you're up at, at invisiblegardener.com, you can check out. Oh, I think. Uh, hello. Good morning, Chuck. Andy. Hey, Chuck. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? You know, it's funny that the caller name is calling you California. <laughs> All right. I like it, that. It should have your name. I mean, it says, it says for me, it says the world famous, the incredibly handsome, invisible gardener. <laughs> well, you can just call me Health Nut. 
What? Health nut? Yeah. What is it? Health, health nut. Health nut. Oh, cool. Health nut's good. Yeah, I figured that would be a good uh, whatever. Two nuts. <laughs> Two nuts. That's right. Crazy nuts. <laughs> so I was just crazy. Uh, crazy good. <laughs> I was just telling people about the the first two shows, and if they missed it, how they can how they can get it. Part of it is they're already listening to it, so they're you know they're they're a member already listened to it. Or they already figured out how to listen to it because it's a free show, you know. So talk to and then it's going to be up on iTunes now once they get this show up because iTunes basically said, well, you have to do one more show, and then that show will activate it because the uh, it has to do with image. They have a, they want a fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred size image, and I did. I put it up there, but I said, no, you got to do a show. Once the show is done, then the image is there, then it's up on iTunes. But right now it's on um, Google Talk. It's on, uh, you know, lots of different ways to get it. Plus, uh, people should go to the website. You'll see if you have an Android. Did you manage to get to, to subscribe to the podcast? I'm afraid I didn't. I, I went to bed last night, and I slept. I hibernated up here in the mountains. Hibernating is the right word, yeah. Yeah, Cold, there's huh? snow. There's snow on the ground, and it's uh, well, it's pretty warm today. It's 39 already. Yeah, I, I really envy you being living. And I mean, here's a guy that really loves nature, and where does he live in, right? <laughs> I'm going, holy cow! What? I'm like an old tree in a tiny container, right? The roots are overflowing. I'm try, The roots are grabbing the container, trying to find a place <laughs> to grow. It's ridiculous. I gotta tell you. Uh, I don't yeah, I know. It's, well, it's, it's, I, <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's a neat analogy, but Andy, you are on the coast of California, so you know it's not all bad. You know, it's just I that know. you are not amphibian. I know, I know. I I, I can't get in the water. I, I you know I try <laughs> to. It's too cold for me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I love I love. See, that's why I love Malibu because it's kind of still countryish. You can still sit somewhere and not be bothered by electric wires or. Uh, people going around nuts and streets and roads and all these sounds and all this electrical energy and interference. It's like, oh, I mean, I go up to Ohio and I go, whoa, nice, nice. You get to breathe some fresh air. The trees say hello. Everything is like, whoa, you know, very different. We know yeah. what we're talking about. I, I was reviewing a uh, a woman who does a stage show with uh, that where she – acts as Rachel Carson, who you know wrote the oh. book Silent Spring yeah. back in, I think it was the early 60s. Yeah. And she was really the first, maybe not the first, because I, I know, and we've talked about people that back in the 1920s were yeah. talking about don't eat processed foods and, and yeah. don't, don't pollute the land. Yeah. So, you know, people were talking about this really early, but Rachel who was going to write a children's story because she had an adopted son, it turned out that she said, you know, she didn't really write this book. It sort of wrote itself through her. But she was talking about the massive chemicals that after the Second World War, we started to use. And it was, you know, in the 40s and the 50s, it was this age of chemistry where housewives and, and husbands... They were chemistry. That's right. They used chemicals inside their home, mostly insecticides and pesticides. And then, you know, the, the men were outside, you know, spraying the fungicides and herbicides yeah. and killing all the, killing all the weeds. Yeah. But 
I, I, we are now facing, you know, a, an environmental crisis, you know, that is threatening, you know, the existence of, of humans, you know, yeah. as well as, you know, all sorts of species of plants and animals. And all fish. living beings, all living beings are threatened by us humans. Yeah, and yeah. and so it's it's interesting that you know I mean and you're that's I think that's your main complaint about where you live right now is that yeah. you live in an agricultural area that uses too many chemicals. Is that not true? Oh yeah, I mean just the other day I'm driving along and this pink cloud floating across the highway and I'm going holy <laughs> banana fields, right? What? And, and the worst thing you can do is roll out the window. Because it's ten times more toxic in your window, oh. in the car. So I mean, oh. you, you see, you see the clouds. Oh, we'll roll up the window. No, it comes in your car. You're in there going, holy cow! The only thing you can do is roll down the window. I mean, it's, oh it's better God. not to drive through it. If you can pull over, wait for it to go by. But if you have to drive through it, you close. You just hold your breath and hold your breath for as long as you can. Drive as far away as you can, and then you go, holy cow! It's everywhere. It's like wow, and it's like I've been. That's, that's what was the source? Thing. Andy, what was the source? Could you figure it out? Oh, yeah. I, I know the source, man. I drive right straight through. What, the, the, uh, uh, let's see. What's the name? It's, they sell sod. Sod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a big sod sleeper. Next to it, there's, a, there's potatoes and all kinds. There's you know, farming, agricultural stuff all, on both sides. And, and one of the things that's funny things that so most of them, what they've gotten really smart, what they do is when you see their sprinklers come on, the chemicals are in the sprinklers. Yeah. Soluble form. But there are a few of them that are still really cheap. They haven't gotten that. Yeah, and they spray. So this is one truck, you know, the guy with a little, uh, what is it, uh, with a big wheel, you know, the, uh, 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 you know what they use for, for, for farming, what is it called? It's got big wheels in the front, big wheels in the back, a trailer, right? You know, it's like it's like a, a farming trailer, you know, big wheels that they use to haul stuff around or the sprayer equipment. So this one yeah. had a big yeah, this one had a big sprayer on the back with a it was like a fan. He was fumigating. And the law says, you know, you cannot fumigate if the winds are more than five miles per hour or seven miles per hour. Well it was the winds were like twenty and it, the fumigation wasn't even hitting the plant. The wind was just taking it <laughs> and it's a big massive cloud. And I'm going, holy kabanga. I mean, you know what I what I ordered recently was oxygen containers. <laughs> you you put it mm-hmm. on your mask and I'm seriously mm-hmm. thinking, gee, I need I need to wear like a big giant condom for the body, something big that covers your whole body to go, yeah, you may be breathing, but your skin is getting it. I mean my skin is starting to break out and stuff because I've been I'm getting this is ridiculous. Absolutely you get you're not only getting it from the chemicals, you're getting it from Okay, so right, I can see over here there's an electric plant. It's an old electric plant. It almost blew up a couple of times. You hear the massive wing, warning, warning, evacuate, evacuate. It's like, holy, and, and, and the chemicals that come out of there, because they're saying it's too toxic, we need to build a newer one. And it, 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 it encompasses the whole area. And then on top of that, you're getting it from uh, different types of electromagnetic waves, because over here there's a power. The, the federal government says you're not supposed to live within a half mile of this tower. Well, guess what? The whole city of Porwanimi is sur- the, surrounding this tower. <laughs> it's like, holy cow. Well, the, in- the, interesting thing, the interesting thing is that, you know, I mean, you're, we're, you know, our show is talking about farming and it's talking about human health. 
And, and I think we've got a really interesting topic today, the research that you've been doing, you know, on, on the different fungi. But the, the statistics are sad because they show that the toxicity inside the home, like you were talking about how if you roll up the windows in the car, yeah, you're, it's you're, it's, you're actually capturing it and it's even worse yeah. than having the windows down. That was yeah. really interesting. At first I went, what? But I get it. Makes sense. But the statistics are that our homes have a higher level of chemical toxicity than those farms. Because believe it or not, there are standards that are not oftentimes followed, but, you know, are at least, you know, there that, are, that the farmers are supposed to adhere to. But when, they, when we go into our, our grocery stores and our, super, our, our you know, hardware stores, where they sell the chemicals that we use to yeah. not only clean our houses, but, you know, to, to take care of pests and bugs, but the cleaning agents. Yeah. People are not aware that the cleaning agents inside the home lead to a higher level of toxicity than in those farms or in many factories that because the, the, the public, even though there's warning labels that tell them, you know, don't exceed this use, we do. And, and I, uh, that, that is something that I don't think people are really, really aware of, that if they're using Windex and 409 and, and the bleaches and, you know, all of these, all of these the, not to mention the, 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 the sprays that make your house, you know, smell better, they're poisoning themselves and their families inside their homes and it, the, the studies have repeatedly shown that there's a higher level of toxicity in the average home than there are in factories where these chemicals are being used. On top of that, and, you want to hear something interesting? Yeah. Okay, so you know we banned DDT, right? Yes. Not banned everywhere in the world. That's right. We produce it and ship it. And we buy it back. It's in the store. You can go to the store. And find it. It's under a different name. It's not called DDT. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Back. Right. So what? you go to the store and buy a product that has DDT in it because it was made in another, another country, which was totally legal, which was sold to another country, which was totally legal, which was then imported to us oh under a God. different name. Totally oh legal to change the name. <laughs> totally legal because your people know DDT. Well, I'm not going to buy that DDT in the back. But you're not going to buy it if it's got a different name. And not only that, it has different names according to the, what part of the world you're in. It's very, very sneaky. Really, well, and you what, can, Go ahead. What, what's really unfortunate is that we have seen over the last few decades and since these chemicals became, you know, so prolific in our everyday lives that the regulations that govern their use have been set by the manufacturers of these yeah. chemicals. And yeah. so we're supposed to have, you know, government and civic, you know, organizations that protect us, but those civic and governmental organizations are more often than not run by and controlled yeah. by the very manufacturers and industry that is, is promoting that. And now with the recent election, you know, yeah, take a look the, at our country, the, our Congress right now. Yeah, take a look at our elected yeah. officials. So it's going to be and, up and the cabinet, the, per, the yeah. person that's going to head the environmental the very protection very same person who, who, who's been making them billions and trillions of dollars off of the chemicals, and they're going to dilute 
they, they want to get rid of the EPA. They want to get rid of all these stupid rules that tell people you can't be breathe, you can't be polluting this and doing that. It, it's bad for business, they, and it's going to it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. And, and what's, really what's interesting, Andy, is that it has always been the case. Yeah. The they, the industry has infiltrated these government regulations with Take regards Monsanto. to health care. Right. Take Monsanto. With, They've done that. Yeah. Really good job. That's right. Infiltrating and, and everything. What's kind of good about now is that the it's it's the transparency that we throw that word around a lot. Yeah. Now it's it's not even being hidden. You know, it's not even being no. camouflaged. And so there is a reaction that is unprecedented to the 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 potential dysregulation of all of these protective agencies because the, the you know now before it was sort of like they they pretended that everything was hunky dorky now they're unabashedly saying publicly we're going to abolish these regulations we're going to yeah. you know allow you know the fossil fuel industry is that has been sort of being criticized and has been dwindling on, on all sorts of different levels. Now, you know, that's going to be our new Secretary of the State. Yeah, the right. this, that, this, this, this starts this. drilling for oil in the Arctic. This, yeah, and, this and, and, and drill for oil off the coast of California. Let's go ahead because we need more so oil. If, Oil's good. It, so if we as a public do not challenge this, you know, we we are certainly not going to see it happen from our elected representatives. Well, look, and, I'm and not going to go ahead. Because things have become so bad and so draconian now, I think that there's there it might be we've been tolerating this state for 40, 50 years, and it's almost like the frog that is in the warm water that gets hotter and hotter and doesn't jump out because it just happens incrementally. Now it's so obviously bad that I think there's going to be a strong reaction. And, you know, we were doomed as it was. So perhaps by taking off the, the, pre, the pretense that things were actually being, you know, regulated for the public good instead of for the corporate good, now corporations are in charge and, and it's, it's going to be, I think, evident and it's possible that you know, the public will will rise to the occasion so you, you know and will actually change things now right you know why they're in charge because they see it going in the direction they didn't want to go and they do, they're doing everything they, they can we have to be careful not to get into politics i don't want to get into politics you don't even want to get me started but the basic rule is the, the, the i mean what i understood is really very simple we're go, we were going in the direction of, of a cleaner cleaner healthier environment being aware of, of what we do you know, being good gardeners to the earth. Business does not like that because that means that they would have to do the right thing themselves. They could say, instead of making $20 trillion, we're only going to make $5 trillion because it's going to cost us $5 trillion to do the right thing because we've been doing the wrong thing all along, like you're driving a junky car. You know, this is a great car. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but everywhere you go, you're leaving oil. No, but you're, you're absolutely right, and so but what's going to happen? This is like the last hurrah. They're going to just take over. They're going to do everything. They're going to do so much damage to everything. Only a fool, even those people who voted the other way, is going to say, "Wait a minute, <laughs> this is not exactly the way you clean the swamp." If you understand what I'm talking about, or clean so help the environment, this is not the direction. And, and on top of that, you throw in the climate change. You throw in this, this, this 
threat that's happening to humanity now because it is a threat. If we don't pay attention to what's going on out to the earth, we're in de- as a matter of fact, we're that frog in the water. Now the water's going, hey, it's a little warm in here. And even then, and I ain't saying, hey, it's a little warm. It's like, no, it's just normal. This is, you know, it gets cold, it gets hot. It's like, yeah, we better pay attention to that. So, like, there's a, it's like a, well, I, I, I've been telling people, by the way, you know, I, um, uh, I have this. Uh, I have this. <laughs> I have to. I have to do this because uh, I have the timer. <laughs> I can easily forget, and, and you'll hear the timer if I go. I said it for a minute, but you know, it's it's really. Right now, we're going through a major time of change. Uh, the the Piscean Age and the Aquarian Age are overlapping. That overlapping period is always a time of chaos because it's a time of change. And either we're going to go into a thousand years of uh, of enlightenment or a thousand years of back into, into darkness. It, it, right now we are going through that. And yeah, people are either are going to have to get up and, and say, "Well, I I don't like this. This is not exactly what we want to do," and and make a change, or or they're just going to, you know, I mean, I don't think there's enough people who are into the money to outweigh those. They're not into the money because money is there's a cost of it. I think money is you get rid of money and you get rid of religion, you don't have any problems anymore because people normally would not pollute. <laughs> you hear that? That that okay, was the ring. Was the ringer? Up. My time is up. Okay, well, let me let me let me do a segue then. You know, I we've got an interesting topic today. Yeah, and but 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 we're talking about you know bringing up Rachel Carson and Silent Spring, you know one of the first people that really yeah. sounded the alarm that we are using chemicals to our detriment. We got to remember that the the chemicals that were used to make fertilizer were the chemicals that were used to make the bombs during the Second World War. Yeah. So yeah. people when they make bombs today, they they go and they buy a bunch of fertilizer and that's how they make yeah. their bombs. Right, so right. that's kind of what happened is that that industry, which was petrochemical, you know, went from bombs to fertilizers. And we had, quote, the green revolution. Yeah. And Rachel Carson argued that if you poison nature, nature, there's going to be a response from nature and it's going to be to, the, to life's detriment. You know, the, the term antibiotic, anti-life. Holy, holy smokes. And we yeah. know that antibiotics you know, have, have decreased infectious disease deaths dramatically. But now we're warned by the World Health Organization and, and all sorts of, of research is showing that the antibiotic-resistant uh, bacteria is now a bigger threat and is killing as many people worldwide today as cancer. And, wow. and, it's, and it's, pre- it's predicted that it will result in these huge, you know, uh, pandemics of human yeah. disease and, and massive death because of the overuse yeah. of, the, of the antibiotics. But right. what we're going to talk about today is, is, is about holism, is about, you know, we're going to talk about how the, everything on this planet affects everything else. Yeah. And, and, and that we cannot look at a, 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 a fragment of life without understanding its relationship to all other life. The so I know you've, the got, yeah, you've got some really interesting information to talk about, you know, how human life 
you know, has evolved from fungi. And, and, and then I want to talk about the human microbiota. And, and, and that subject replaced the human genome project, which was studied 20 years ago for about 10 yeah. years yeah. at a cost of billions and billions of dollars where they were, they, they were determined that if they could unravel the secrets of DNA, that it was going to give them an understanding of human disease. Unfortunately, it didn't work. And, and they've determined that only one out of 20 human diseases is even genetic. That's 5% of diseases that, that, are, that kill us are related to genetics. 95% of diseases are, have to do with our environment and our lifestyle and our choices as individuals. And so, you know, I'm anxious for you to talk about, you know, the research that you've been doing and, 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 and showing the relationship of human life, you know, and its origins through, you know, the, 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 the fungi in particular. And then I would like to talk a little bit about what is exciting in the research that is being done today about the over 10,000 species of viruses, bacteria, and, and um, and, and actually little prototype, you know, uh, cells yeah. Yeah, that, are, that are ancient things that yeah. live inside of us and on us. And as many of them, it was thought a few years ago that there were 10 times more of these creatures, bacteria, viruses, protozoa, that live in the human as there are human cells. Recent research in the last year or two is showing that there may be three times as much or it might be as much, but the, the most current estimation of how many human cells make up a single human is 37 trillion, Andy. We have 37 trillion cells making up our bodies. Like stars and, in the and sky. It starts with the what? Like stars in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are little universes. And, and, and that's what you're going to talk about and what we've talked a little bit about before that I'm anxious to hear you, you know, further discuss is, is how the, the, the things that we're made of are examples of the things that the universe is made of. Yeah. And that, you know, if you look at, a, at an atom with the nucleus and with the protons and neutrons circulating around that atom, you'll see that it looks like a, 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 a solar system. And our yeah. solar systems, in turn, look like galaxies. And, yeah, and so it on and on like and on. like the brain cells of the brain. <laughs> yeah. The neural path so, of the brain. So, so tell us a little bit about what you've been researching and, and how it relates, you know, to the garden. And then, you know, I'd like to talk about how that very same thing relates to, you know, the, the human because, you know, I mean, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. We're made of the earth. Our bodies are made up of the minerals and the, the, of the earth. And when we die, the bacteria inside of us begins the decomposition back down to the soil. So we're, we're really, literally, our bones are made of the rocks. Yeah. You know, our flesh is made of the fruit and vegetables that yeah. we eat. You know, our blood is really made from the water of the earth. So we're, we're made from the earth, and, and 
what I what I'm going to allude to, I hope, you know, in this in this talk, is how we are actually not only related to the to the bugs that you're going to talk about, but you know, we're related to the food that we eat. The food becomes us. And and in fact, in autoimmune illnesses, which is now becoming a, a, a more and more prevalent disease state, the the reason for that is that we, we, we produce antibodies against food. That food becomes us. And the difference between the food that we eat and us is really not all that great. And when the, the food that we eat, when we become intolerant of that food, when we develop sensitivities to that food for various reasons, we produce antibodies. Those antibodies are the way that we get rid of the food that's causing us the problem. But when the antibody attaches to the food, it becomes a very inflammatory type of substance. And white blood cells, the other part of the immune system together with the antibodies, the white blood cells start to attack that food. And if it can't be cleared out through our kidneys, those substances, they recirculate throughout the body and the inflammation damages our tissue then we start producing antibodies against that damaged tissue because that's considered non-self. Because the damaged tissue, which is made up of the food that we eat, which is real similar to the food, the damaged tissue is very similar to healthy tissue. And through a process that's described by immunologists as molecular mimicry, which is a really fun thing to say, or cross-reactivity, then the immune system that's attacking that damaged tissue it starts to attack healthy tissue. And that's how we develop autoimmune. And that's everything from rheumatoid arthritis to lupus to type 1 diabetes. And, and so, you know, what I, the point that I was making is that we are what we eat, and, and, and what we eat is of the earth. And so what Rachel Carson warned us about, you know, 50, 60 years ago, was that by putting these chemicals into our environment, the, it is degrading the life, which is then resulting in disease and death. And, and so this is not a, a, a pretty subject, but it is an imperative subject that we discuss, and it really has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with, you know, really more spiritual, moralistic, and ethical considerations than it does political. It's been politicized, you know, which has been corporatized. But, you know, we, if we don't discuss these things, then the writing is on the wall. You know, we're already seeing the damage that this is reaping. So Listen, that, uh, if that was a good segue. Minutes. you got to do your five-minute timer so you can try to stay in the five-minute section. My timer went off a long time ago, but it doesn't make enough noise. Because you, you're like me, you know, you have so much information, you know. And, it, and what you're saying, you know, interesting about we are what we eat, because my recent article was the chain of life. And I tell people, so we think we're at the top of the chain. We're not. We're, the mycelium is the beginning and the ending of the chain. Everything, we are what we eat is, it's really important, such an important statement because what are we eating <laughs> and, and who gets eaten? Who, he, who eats what? The mycelium <laughs> eats us. The, the bacteria eats us. 
Anything that goes in the ground that dies gets returned through the process of this of the mycelium of the bacteria that's in that soil. The microbiology in the soil is geared to returning, and that mycelium is is it's absolutely amazing. I consider it the most intelligent being on the planet, and it's it's. It's, you know, I stu- I've been studying this for a long time, and it turns out that lots of other people have been studying it too. Uh, and, and it goes back, really, you know, back to the 18th century when people have been studying this. And there's a lot of knowledge already in, you know, you can the internet. What I like a lot about the internet is you can look things up, you know. So I'm looking up uh, people, you know, uh, that talk about uh, the microorganisms. I'm reading this a uh, couple of different books. One's called The Hidden Life of Trees written by a German person. And the other book I'm reading is called Mycelium Running. It's by Paul Stamets. And this guy's name is Peter Wolben. Something like that. W-O-H-L-L-E-B-E-N. But, and and they, one of the things I like about it is they refer you to other studies that people have been done, scientists and stuff, you know. And what's interesting to me is that, and this is really fascinating, because I'm glad we're doing this, because it's really triggers me in, in me my my scientific thinking and it's like we're identical identical the way the the path the, the the neurons work in our body the way we transmit singles to the soil the mycorrhiza in the soil the mycorrhiza is one large living organism and it's not just like here and there and parts of it it's encompasses the world the whole idea of the gia gia consciousness that's the mycorrhiza. Now, mycorrhiza was here hundreds of millions of years before us, and we evolved out of that. Animals evolved out of that. Our, our, our biggest difference right now is that we can actually walk around, whereas the earth, you know, the mycorrhiza walks around, but differently it stays in the earth. But I tell people that the skin, the topsoil, is the skin of the mycorrhiza, the topsoil. And what have we been doing? We, got, we destroyed 40% of the earth's topsoil. Now let me really let me good. let me say something real quick and then let you get going with it. But the skin is actually the brain of the cell. Membrane. It's you know, yeah, M E M B R A N E. It's not B R A I N. But the membrane is actually the 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 brain of the cell. The nucleus yeah. of the cell is the gonads. It's the reproductive mechanism. But it's on the skin that all the receptors are that sense what's going on in the environment. So yeah. our skin, which is made up of this membrane, is what differentiates our 200 different types of tissue in the body and allows the heart to do its thing, the liver to do its thing, yeah. the brain to do its thing. And, and that, but, but it's, the, it's the membrane of the cell that acts almost like a test tube and yeah. was able to differentiate a singular single cell organism into a multicellular organism right. and that's how we that's how we evolved out exactly of those right. single cell organisms. But, but when you talk about the when you talk about the, the, the soil being the the skin of the earth, that is a real, real big statement and really I, important you, to you understand. Bet. You bet, you bet because it, it's identical. That's the topsoil does exactly what the skin does. It is the brain. That, that's, that encompasses, I mean, when we evolve and say, hey, this works, we're going to take that, and we're going to take it a little bit further and, and, and encompass it in a movable object, you know. But we're still connected to that. It, it, we still, you know, humans have gotten so far, you know, with, you know, you know where does food come from?
come from? You talk to a kid. Oh, you go to the store and get it. Really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got them so far away, and we, we put roads, we put things down between us and the soil. I mean, every time you put a highway, I was telling people, you know, every time you do a highway, or you, the farmers are, are a really strange group. Okay, there's good farmers and bad. A bad farmer, to me, is something that's constantly destroying the soil. That's what happens when you roll it to the soil. It's like tearing up your skin. It's, that was the dust bowl, Andy. That was that what? was our dust bowl. Those mechanized tractors that started ripping up the central United States. That yeah. led to the dust bowl when they when they ripped yeah. the skin of the earth. And and it's people biologists biologists you know? say that if you walk out in the desert that looks lifeless, there's more life in the desert than there is in a forest. Yeah. And 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 when you break the skin by walking on that tiny little crust that's yeah. kind of hard, that, that, that covers the entire desert, it's like you know, cutting your skin and allowing then yeah. infections and different yeah. diseases to promulgate. Exactly, exactly right. And, and so I, I, for a long time I was telling people, and, and you know, when I talk, I, get, I talk from experience, and my experience has taught, taught me, well, you stick your hand in the fire, it burns. Therefore, that must be a common law that anybody in the world sticks their hand in the fire, they'll get burned. That should be understood. I don't need to do, do research on that, you know. So for me, you know, for me, when I experience something, I say this is a basic law. And so, on the, the topsoil is like you said, it senses. When you walk on the soil, guess what? The mycelium knows you're there. The trees know you're there. The, the animals, the insects, everybody, because it senses. It sends out the information to everybody. It's interesting about the mycelium. And I was telling people, I've been telling that for years, and only recently have I been running across other people who are scientists and have not only say that, but they prove it through various different research and various different things and studies, and you can read the study, you can see how the person I, I got to that conclusion. Well, I, I didn't have the benefit of going to a lab and doing it. I had the benefit of actually studying the real lab. And I, I, I was wondering why one tree affected another tree. How they, uh, It turns out they did. They not only... They, they could, they, the mycelium heals everybody, feeds everybody. I've been telling people for centuries, okay, minerals. That's the key to your health. You, you lack in minerals, you're going to get one disease or another. It's the same thing with humans and bugs, animals, whatever. Minerals. And guess what? It's the number one source of minerals on the planet for all living things. The mycelium, the, the fungi, the, the mushrooms. Well, they, they, they digest the rocks. They yeah. take the the in yeah. the the, uh, the insoluble rock, that and it's bacteria and fungi in associated with the roots that that are able to digest that rock, and then that rock becomes ionic and able to be assimilated into a living organism. The 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 rust that is rusting the Titanic two miles below the yeah. Atlantic Ocean, yeah. that rust is bacteria. Yeah. And that bacteria is breaking down the iron in the Titanic. Yeah, let me read this. And, 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 and then, Andy, point out what happens when you use a chemical fertilizer to that bacteria kill it. in the soil. <laughs> yeah, you kill it. You kill it. So, can, like that, can, so can that plant or, or, the, or, or the worms that the chemicals kill that, you know, digest the rock and, and make it into something that living um, chemicals cells kill the mycelium. Chemicals kill the natural bacteria. It's just like the chemicals kill 
the natural bacteria in our body. Let me read this. Let me read this to you, okay? I think you'll find it interesting. Oxalic acid and calcium oxalate. These are uh, these are crystals. Oxalic acids are formed by the mycelia of many fungi. Oxalic acid mineralizes rock by combining calcium with many other minerals to form oxalate. Oxalate. O x a l a t. Oxalate. Oxalate. This, correct. Right. In this case, it forms calcium oxalate. Calcium oxalate sequesters two carbon dioxide molecules. These carbon-rich uh, mushroom mycelia unfold into com- complex web, food webs, crumbling rocks, eating uh, minerals, creating dynamic soil that supports diverse populations of organisms. And, and that's the key right there. And I was telling people, you know, I always tell people bricks. So you know what bricks is, right? The bricks level of a plant, right? Well, I do, but you might explain it to the listeners. I've been explaining to them for centuries now. They don't get it by now. <laughs> unless, they're brand, unless they're brand Yeah, I mean, I get stuff all the time. What's brick? I said, dude, have you not been listening to me for the last 30 years? <laughs> no, I just showed up. Okay, well, bricks was invented by a, a scientist who's also a cook. You know, when you go shopping, you, you, you tend to nibble on things to see how sweet it is, right? <laughs> so yeah. you thought people do, do, the, do the, uh, the, what is it, the pendulum to see, yeah, right, or whatever. And I yeah. used to go, my mom used to go to the store, and the, the guy would cut a little piece here, too, on this. And she'd go, oh, that's delicious. And it's, a, it's, not, it's built into our system. You do not eat something bitter. You eat it if it's sweet. If it's bitter, you spit it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this guy said, well, um, what's the, so he invented a refractometer. So you can look through it, and it gives you the sugar level of, the, of, the, of whatever you're eating. And, they use and how does that indicate the health of what you're eating? Okay, so I was going to say that. So they use that uh, for beer and for wine, for sugar levels. But I, I, I ran across, when I did my show, I was talking about minerals, you know, more minerals. So this guy who invented is, is Leica. You know Leica, the camera company, Leica? Yes. Well, they also make refractometers, $10,000 refractometer. I'm looking at mine right now. He gave it to me. He says, what you're talking about is a bricks level of plants. I said, what's that? This was like in 1970. <laughs> they said, well, that's a measurement of sugar in plants. And the higher the sugar, the healthier the plant. We don't know why, but the healthier, you know, I guess there's more sutros and more photosynthesis and all that stuff. I said, cool. So he gave me this $10,000 refractor, which I started using on plants. Not just plants, but, I, you know me, I'm nuts. I use it on the lawn. I use it on the roses. And he, I spit on it to see if it was me if I had any, you know, <laughs> And I have a book called Me and My Refractometer, you know. And it's, and, but the more I did that, the more I said, well, wait a minute. What is, what is the, what, why is a plant healthy with sugar? Because in, in the body, in me, if I have more sugar, it's not necessarily healthy for me. So through my experiences of doing this, and it's interesting the way I came about it, but it's a long story. But basically, I realized that the higher the sugar level, what it's really referring to is the higher the mineral level, the con- more complex varieties of minerals. That's, that's exactly what we've been referring to. And, and it turns out that insects and all these creatures, you know, everything's all tied in together. It's really super amazing. And then when I study more about the, the fungi, and what do they do? They break down the minerals and make it in a, in a, in a simulatable form. Uh, it's like, you know, the stom- what the stomach does. It breaks it down so we can digest it and use, and use it. One po- it's no good to eat it if you can't use it. And, and so the, the bricks level, actually, it's actually the higher the bricks, 
the more minerals you have. It, now, the, if you look at a refractometer, and you can actually learn to say, well, gee, there's only one mineral, two minerals in there, because it will show you. It depends, because it's called the fuzzy line rule. So the more I read about it, the more I find other people find out the same thing, except that they may not have concluded that, but uh, that. But basically they say, they say the same thing. They say, look, the higher the sugar, the higher the more minerals. Uh, and if you look at a refractometer, if it's a real sharp line, yes, yeah, very few minerals, maybe one calcium or maybe iron. But if it's fuzzy, that means it's a combination of minerals. It's the same, and I, I was at the same time studying the universe, and scientists would say, you can tell the minerals by the color of the light. The now, the light. now, and what I want to bring up is that that's called spectrometry. Yeah, right. And 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 industries and scientists use use spectrography, which then determines what the elements are. Yeah. And and so colors, what determines a color is mineral. Yeah. So it, we know that the red earth has iron in it. Right. We know that you know the chlorophyll you know is green, which is manganese, you know, so, so different, you know, and, and so all of the dyes, all of the colors, what determines their, their color is the minerals that they're made from. So you go from refractometry up to spectrography, which are these million dollar machines, and yeah. you can then decide you know, and determine exactly what it is. So again, we're made of the earth, and in yeah. the human, what is the biggest repository of minerals? The bone. Yeah. And if you have osteoporosis, demineralization of the bone, why do you suppose that is? You're not getting your minerals. <laughs> Are, and in, so in what happens... You can digest and use them. So, so what the body does, because see, the body never makes a mistake. Plants, you know, in the world, it all goes towards homeostasis, towards yeah. balance. Yeah. And so, you know, anytime that, the, that thing goes out of balance, the overwhelming uh, life force is to, is to struggle to regain that balance. So if oh, we stress. have osteoporosis, it means that our body, the rest of the body, is lacking in minerals, and so it's robbing the bones yeah. because that's the Fort Knox of minerals in the body. Yeah. So osteoporosis indicates a demineralization of the body. Unfortunately, the chemical industry, which regulates and, and, and controls the medical profession, because it's, it's, you know, the petrochemicals, that is the basis of all of the prescription drugs. Yeah. And the prescription drugs is what is taught to medical doctors in medical school. So yeah. they're not academians. They're not scholars. They're basically being trained by the drug companies to prescribe these pharmaceuticals. That's like what farmers, modern, like farmers. Mod, yeah, modern day doctors. Yeah, like like the like UC Davis teaches the the yeah. and all the dirt and fur classes in colleges. You know, yeah. promote chemicals. Yeah, and, you have and to because, understand the disease, so that you can you can prescribe a specific chemical to deal with it. Forget how so, you got there in the first place, right? And so, Fosamax is what is prescribed to help people with osteopenia and and, and you know. It's a demineralization of the bone. It's a thinning of the bone. So they give Fosamax. Yeah, what is and, Fosamax? And it's a drug that, 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 that kills. There's in, in the bone, there are cells that make the bone, and then there are cells, which are called osteoclasts, or blasts, 
and then there are osteoclasts, which are the cells that break down the bone. Well, Fosamax's effect is to kill the cells that normally break down the bone. And so that's the clever way, really not, that the, the drug industry works to, to deal with you know, osteoporosis, is that they kill the cells in the bone that normally break it down. Well, it turns out it's not such a great idea because no, no. Those, the, those bones become brittle because the normal architecture of the bones is interfered with with Fosamax. And yeah. so if you look at the actual results of taking that Fosamax and its ability to decrease fractures when old people fall, it's about zero. Yeah, so good. all the drugs that are given for osteoporosis actually don't work. Any more than the drugs that are given to control high cholesterol, which is the number one drug used by the drug industry, it's its biggest profit maker. The research that's been done since those statins have been used over the last 30 years proves that they don't work. That, and, and the way, guess, guess how a statin works? It kills the cells in your liver that makes cholesterol. Now, isn't that clever? I mean, you know, we're, a, natural pro, a natural process we're going to destroy, and this is how we're going to lower your cholesterol. Well, it turns out that if you look at uh, a, 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 an analysis of, of the results of that, statins only help 1% of people to avoid heart attacks, and they have tripled the rate of heart failure. Right, causes because, all the problems, right. Yeah, by, by lowering cholesterol, cholesterol is used by your cell membrane, the skin of the cell. The same, and if you don't have enough cholesterol, soil. yeah, yeah, same, same thing. thing with farmers, same thing with farmers. They destroy the soil in order to try to grow more. This lady came up to me the other day. She says, you cannot feed the world organically. You have to do it chemically. And I said, Where are you, who are you talking to there, lady? Are you have any experience at all what you're talking about? Because... You know, and that's just a ploy for chemical people to sell more chemicals. And it just yeah. destroys, how can you, it's like what you were talking about when you kill the cells, it's like there's a fire in the kitchen. Okay, let's burn the rest of the house down so we can prevent the fire from spreading. That's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> Good right? analogy. Very, very I like clever. that one. Very uh, that's clever. prevention. That's prevention. Yeah. Just destroy the rest of the house so it doesn't get destroyed by the fire. Right, and that's good, absolutely good analogy. stupid. It's the Never same heard thing that we're doing before. with the mycelium in the soil, the chemical fertilizers uh, destroy this. Uh, and I've been telling, you know, and I, I can't talk to a chemical person, a chemical farmer, this is telling them, hey, you know, your fertilizer that you're using is destroying the soil when he thinks the fertilizer he's using is what makes the plants grow. I said, you have, you have any idea what makes that plant actually grow? You know what I mean? It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the the logic, but you know, it goes back Andy, to what you, we said. Andy, do you remember when you came to uh, Dana Point, where we it's the first day we met, and I'd read your books and the Dances with Ants chapter. I realized I've got a kindred spirit here. Here's a guy that understands this niche, you know, in 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 biology, and and you got the whole picture, and I get the whole picture when it comes to human health. And I said, oh my gosh, here's a kindred spirit. And you came to my garden, and you put soil in your mouth, and you told me that the pH was wrong. And I went, this guy's really crazy. And and but what what I I was in a community garden where there were 50 gardeners, 
And I was the one that brought in, you know, earthworm castings and rock yeah. dust and, yeah. you know, different organic fertilizers. And they actually rebelled against me. They said I couldn't put a raised bed in there. I went, what? And, you know, I, they didn't want me to use a rototiller, you know, and, which I can appreciate, you know, but, but their reasoning was all wrong. But as the years went by, they all acknowledged that my garden resisted diseases on the coast and the, the fungus, you know, that grows on the plants from being that coastal breeze. But my plants didn't get it. And, and they all acknowledged. And, and you could tell by looking at my garden and then looking at the other 50 gardens that my, the color of my vegetables and it was so completely different. And you could tell, here's the miracle Grow color. Yeah. And here's here's the organic color. Yeah, and and what tell. are we talking about with colors? We're talking yeah. about minerals. Yeah, right. Or or the or too much of uh, nitrogen because the color changes. Uh, I think nitrogen must carry certain types of minerals or it carries something uh, with it. You know, there goes certain because when you look at a plant that was given too much miracle grow, I think what happens is is that you know for sure it, it high nitrogen. To me, it's a, it's a law. It's a basic law. High nitrogen inhibits the ability of plants to absorb minerals. Yeah. Simple, you know. But yeah. so the nitrogen makes it a, a strange color you don't not see in nature. <laughs> you and don't people see don't. Nature. People don't. People forget that the air that we breathe is mostly nitrogen. Nitrogen, right? That's pretty interesting. And plants get nitrogen from the air, and nitrogen is found in all manure. Yeah. Now that's that's where the natural. But, uh, that's where the difference in in night. So my first day at the University of Florida, very first day, the teacher pointed at me and said, "So uh, I hear you're good at growing, uh, and you do it organically. Do you realize that there's no difference between organic nitrogen and chemical nitrogen?" And I said, "Oh boy, are we going to have fun in this class?" <laughs> first day. First single day, you out. I told, the, I told the teacher, excuse me, I don't want you to interrupt your class. You picked me. Are you serious? You want to get into this? Because it's going to interrupt your class. <laughs> and it sure did. He fought me all the way for that whole year. I got an A on it, by the way. He could not. I, I, got, but, I got a laugh because being an organic human, and I'm not talking race here, but you were a different yeah. color. Just like the plants that we're talking about, you can yeah. tell a chemicalized plant versus a non-chemicalized plant. Yeah, you, you can, can tell, tell a chemicalized human. Yeah, exactly right. And you know, and and, and you show me a you show me a healthy a healthy yeah. human that's taking a bunch of prescription drugs, and also yeah. I've got a bridge that I want to sell you, you know, that goes across the Atlantic. I want to tell you one you know, more, one more thing that's interesting too. So uh, I, you know, I as you know, I'm I'm just getting over having a sinus infection and. And through your help, I've learned how to with food allergy to eat a little better. I'm having a little bit of a problem settling down to the right diet because the more fat and uh, uh, protein uh, I need to be able to. I don't digest really well protein, so I'm my body's learning how to do that. So I have to slow it down a little bit so that the body doesn't get overrun. I'm getting more mucus and stuff, so I'm cleaning myself out. Fortunately, I understand uh, how to get. I mean, I'm surrounded by toxins, 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 toxins. It says toxins all over the place. And but anyway, what, one of the things that happened was is that I was at the store, and I stopped. You know, the guy says you're not drinking any of our natural juices anymore. And I said, well, because the sugar content is a little high for me, you know. And so 
thought, and I talk, I was talking to him, and he said, well, why don't you try this probiotic? And I said, what is it? He said, this is a company that's taking microbes from the soil and putting them into a probiotic, and this is what you're taking. Those are called soil-based organisms, and actually they are not the best, Andy. You know, it's... Well, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asking you because it's, it says... They, I, I can't go get the product, but they say basically they have... Uh, from the soil, they put it in, in a, in, you know, and they give it to you back. And which, yeah, it, it, it's on, not, on the it's, surface, it's, sounds logical, but I always wonder how they do that. Because to me, it's much more sense to actually get it from the soil, you know, because it's. No, it's better to get product. it from a human. It's better to get a probiotic from a human than it is from the soil. The soil-based organisms, they've been around. There's a fellow that promoted them, and and he sold a lot of people a bill of goods. And he's not a scientist. He doesn't do research. And it turns out that, you know, that is, it's actually harmful. So, really? Yeah. And, and you tell know, unfortunately. Tell me a little bit about it. What, what, what's going on? Because I, I, I was, I was, I'm always suspicious about buying anything manufactured, you know. It's just yeah. built well, into me, the, you know. If, if you can manufacture it, I'm a little suspicious about it, you know. When I, the, the, the story of, of how I found the best probiotics in the world is that when I worked at a hormone lab, it turns out that when you have reproductive hormone problems with testosterone, progesterone, and estrogen, it's because you have adrenal stress, and the adrenals, you know, are fighting inflammation, and, and the adrenals make the DHEA that is used by the ovaries and the testes to make those reproductive hormones. So if you've got a, a hormonal imbalance, it, it is related to adrenal stress. There's four causes of adrenal stress, mental and emotional, blood sugar problems, and chronic inflammation, and where chronic inflammation in the human is primarily in the intestinal tract. So anybody with a swollen belly, a swollen intestine, yeah. you know, uh, and, and thin arms, but a big, big protuberance of the belly, you know, has chronic inflammation in their 20-foot small intestine. Yeah. And, and, and that inflammation then drives the adrenal production of cortisol because cortisol is used as an anti-inflammatory. And so that, that leads to reproductive hormone problems. So if you really want to take care of an estrogen dominance or a progesterone deficiency or low testosterone, you have to heal the gut and you have to control your blood sugar. And if you take the hormones and you don't correct the cause of the hormonal problem, which is your gut and your blood sugar control, then you can take all the reproductive hormones and testosterone Why? replacement yeah, and... and, and, and and it's just going to compound the problem, and, and you're going to cover it up. There's no quick fix. I learned from experience the law of cause and effect. And yeah. men like to deal with the effect a lot, but they ignore the cause. And that does, it's the same thing with plants. So like you're talking about your stomach. Well, if the, the soil is, is having a problem, you, can, you can't go with the effect and, and deal with the effect. That's what chemicals are, that's what pesticides are. You know, they deal with the effect. They do not even come near to the cause. The cost is actually the microbial life is dying there. It doesn't grow there. Uh, it doesn't, won't survive there. And so if it's not there, then the big function of the system is missing. And no matter what you do, it's not going to work because that's not working right. The system is not working. Yeah, so in, in, in health, a woman that has hormonal imbalance that takes hormones has not, uh, uh, has not really gotten to the root cause. So I worked with an immunologist in Beverly Hills that, you know, had, had the biggest immunological laboratory in the world and, and had 
you know, was an adjunct professor at UCLA for 30 years, has 25 patents, an absolutely brilliant man. Ari Lojani is his name. And we could probably get Ari to come onto our show and talk with us. I mean, he's a, a brilliant, incredibly wonderful guy. But what he taught me, and he invented a test called the mucosal barrier function test. And it looked at gut function, and it identified three aerobic bacteria, three anaerobic bacteria, three different species of, of yeast, and five dietary proteins. And then we looked at three different antibodies to each of those substances. And, and it led to my identifying through stool tests different pathogens, you know, like E. coli or, or Clostridium difficile or, you know, uh, Blastocystis hominis, or, or Helicobacter pylori, which is the bug, the bacteria that causes ulcers. So I would, I would have a client over in Massachusetts, and I would do a stool test, and I would find, you know, Blastocystis hominis. And at the time, I'd been trained by a doctor that said that you really need to use these prescription antibiotics if you've got these bad bugs in the gut. So I would tell the person in Massachusetts, take this lab, and go to your medical doctor and get a prescription for this particular drug. Well, those doctors didn't take a fancy to having a patient bring a lab work to them and, and, and say, you've got to get this antibiotic. And, and the, the doctor would say, well, do you have any symptoms? And the patient would say, well, not really bad. He says, well, I can't give you an antibiotic, and, and if you don't have any symptoms, they'll take away my license. And besides, what lab is this that you're using? And we'll run a lab here with our hospital. Well, more often than not, labs are not accurate when it comes to stool testing, and they wouldn't find a bug. So I was in this pickle where I had a patient in Massachusetts, and I'm living in California, and they, didn't, they had this bad bug that they couldn't get anything to deal with it. So I went on the Internet, and I started researching. And I found a man in, in England that had developed a line of, of probiotics and he had been a Pfizer doctor working in animal husbandry because the chemicals that they use in animals, yeah. in cows and sheep, yeah. lead to diarrhea. The, the diet that they give the cows and the sheep is wrong. They use yeah. massive amounts of antibiotics. So these poor animals have really chronic digestive problems. And so he then started a company about 20, 30 years ago in England, and he pulled away six PhD doctors that had been working for Pfizer to develop antibiotics, and, and he said, look, let's, let's do our research apart from the chemical industry, and let's research the 100 herbs that are out there that are used around the world to take care of parasites, and let's see which ones really work. And so these Pfizer doctors did the same research on those herbs that they've been using in chemicals, and they found six. Out of the 100, there were six that actually worked. And, and they concentrated those herbs in the, in, in the same way that they would concentrate a chemical so that it would kill all the bugs in a Petri dish. So these are herbal alternatives to antibiotics. They're the best in the world. Cool. And, and you go to a health food store and you'll find all these different herbs. Many of them don't work because they've been used in folklore for thousands of years. doesn't necessarily make them good. Well, the same tell us doctor, what it is or, or, or do I have to figure it out? <laughs> no, the, you know, gar garlic is one of the best. And garlic was used on the battlefield when there were wounds by ancient soldiers thousands of years ago, and you pack the wound with garlic and you don't get an infection. Uh, wormwood is great. Um, 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 oregano oil is one that really, really works. Um, you know, uh, cinnamon is also an, a very, very effective antimicrobial. And, and in the right concentrations, 
the, the, the bacteria cannot develop resistance to those natural herbs. Whereas now everybody's telling us that antibiotics are not even going to work anymore at all pretty soon. And they're already not working. And bacteria has developed resistance to them all, primarily because they use too much of the antibiotics in the animal husbandry. And, and we have all, when we eat the beef and the chicken and the fish that have antibiotics in it, it's making our bodies, you know, not able to kill the bugs that normally we could. And the bugs have become resistant to these antibiotics because they've morphed. The genes okay. in, a, in a little tiny cell can change really quickly. And it turns out that the bugs that live inside of us, as many bugs inside of us as we have human cells, they're part of our mutations because they can change in, in a matter of a thousand life cycles, which takes maybe a few days, versus the, a mammal who takes a long time to change to his environment. So what helps us mammals evolve and, and morph is the bugs that live within us. But then, yeah. but then Nigel Plummer, who is this PhD that has this company in England, and he makes more vitamins and minerals than any other manufacturer in Europe. But he isolated from a human the probiotics, and he did it from the saliva and from the vagina. And he tested those probiotics that he isolated to see that they would actually colonize and grow in the small intestine. And he tells... He tells me, and I've become friends with him, and, and he, I, I listen to his lectures on the microbiota, you know, the, what we were talking about earlier today, all these bugs in the gut. He's one of the world's leading authorities on this. But he tells me that there's only two other companies besides his that manufacture probiotics that have been proven clinically to colonize. And all of the others, we're talking 99% of the probiotics that people buy in health food stores don't work. And he told me about a study that was done in Italy about the soil-based organisms that you were talking about yeah. and how they actually compromised an immune-deficient patient and led to his death. Oh, dear. So I'm going to have to so, figure out what they are. Yeah, you're going to tell me uh, the name of the company. Email to me. If, you know, maybe you can get, uh, can get more information, more people on. But listen, um, you we're over our time. We're okay. more or less. I mean, I don't think we should do more than. I think we've done. We're doing like uh, um, an hour. Well, what I what what I just quickly want to summarize is that what you and I have been talking about is how the whole is important to be understood, and that if you if you break up the whole into tiny little parts That's and you forget the relationship that all the little parts have to the whole. That's the fallacy that is leading us down the rabbit hole towards extinction. It's the same thing with and the forest. Okay, the forest takes care. Of, the reason why the forest takes care of everybody because it, it, what happens is trees help other trees. If, it, if yes. your neighbor trees dies, it leaves a hole in that in that forest, weakens the whole forest. And in so, native plants, you know, my girlfriend is the manager of the Tree of Life Nursery in California, the largest native plant grower there is. What they talk about there is plant communities. And so if you have, if you grow five or ten plants that have a common connection, those five to ten plants will grow like crazy. Yeah. But if you, if you plant individuals of those plants without their brothers and sisters, 
they won't do as well. It's got so we talk about plant communities, right? And 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 it makes a difference. You know, people grow buy this one plant and they try to plant it out in a yard, and it doesn't grow. But if they well, plant the, the that, buddies the buddies around it, it will grow. Isn't that cool? Is that is that, uh, that tells you pretty much whether you have mycelium in the ground or not, because mycelium will, it doesn't pick. Mycelium will help all different types of plants, regardless of whether it's different species of plants or whatever. They will help them all. So it, it, there's been studies found that there's been groups of various different types of trees that normally you would think they would compete with each other, uh, all kinds of things you would think to compete with each other, but they're all living together and that sizes are going why are these people all, all living happily together? It's the mycelium. The mycelium spreads out, encompasses everybody, and they all communicate with each other because they know we're, we're better as a whole than we are fighting each other. And they literally communicate chemically. We're not talking yeah. esoteric here. There is no, a literal no. plant yeah. communication. Oh, yeah. There's a, and our next show we can talk about the various different forms of communication that they use and how they use it because that's really... It goes back down to identically to what we use as, as uh, communication, except that we, you know, we, we think we have a verbal language that you know we talk about. But there, there, talk to me, talk means you, you're communicating with another species and you, you know, with other communication. So that means that just because we don't understand what they're saying doesn't mean they're not communicating, and they they are communicating. And, and lots mm. of studies have proven that over and over and over and over again that they actually help each other rather than fighting. We are the only beings on the planet that actually go around destroying each other, not realizing that we're actually weakening ourselves. As the more people die because of what we do, the weaker we become. It's, a, it's, a, it's so, obvious. So, Andy, when, when you talk, I think of about 10 things that are related that I want to share with you. And that's why over the years that we've been friends, we talk for hours and hours and hours. I know. I it's know. just, it's hard to stop. Um, I know. <laughs> and so we we're going to channel it into this show. <laughs> okay. All right. Because then and, uh, I've got 10 things I want to say about what you just talked about, but I'm, I'm, I'm being quiet. But, you know. Well, you can it's, say it's, it. Go ahead, go ahead and say it. Might as well get it out. Well, the easiest one is what I love about the mycorrhizae, which is this, you know, this mycelium that you're talking about that, that helps to break down minerals and, and makes them available to the plants for growth. That you can have a tree that has roots that spread out, let's say, 40 feet. But because of the mycorrhizae, that, that their root structure is actually extended another 100 yards beyond yeah. because yeah. that mycorrhizae is grabbing nutrients 100 yards beyond where their roots are and bringing yeah. them back to the roots. I mean, that's yeah. just so thrilling. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but the mycorrhizae says everybody gets some. It doesn't just go to one tree. Hey, another tree over there, you get it. You get it too. Everybody gets it. And it's to the benefit of the, of the mycorrhizae to make the trees grow because when the trees eventually decompose, guess who's going to eat it? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? And That's the holism. That's the holism. Yeah. And the mycorrhizae also passes uh, protection from diseases and pests, too. Lots, lots of different ways. And that's how we can talk more about that. The, 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 the smell of the tree changes, the smell, the look of the plant changes, and the insects have evolved to understand those smells and those looks. Yeah. An insect knows, I mean, when, it's, when a plant is minerally rich and, and it's no, not food for it because it's, uh, it changes the carbohydrates, it's complex carbohydrates and simple and the, and the bugs that we're talking about that live inside the human know the same thing. 
Exactly and, right. And, it's a form of so intelligence. It's really, really cool. You don't have to even think about it because it's it's a higher form of intelligence. You know what I mean? You yeah. do not need to tell an animal, don't stick your hand in the fire. So if, like you have, if a human gets a bad infection, killing it with an antibiotic is really stupid. Stupid. Because that infection is actually doing a job. It's yes. balancing the human. It, it, it means that there's a problem, but the infection is not the problem. It's the solution. Right. And, and then we kill the infection, and, and then the, the problem manifests Brilliant. itself in some other disease. It's so it's insane. Right. It's identical with, the, with how we're dealing with plants and stuff. We're going about it all wrong. And that only means it's getting worse. You know, the Chinese, yeah. uh, the Buddhists say the frog does not pollute the pond it lives in. Well, we've been polluting it to the point now where it's like, gee, we're, we're what, what, who, where, you know, it's like, no, no. We're in the sixth, the sixth mass extinction. And animals and plants are dying at a hundred or more times faster than ever before in millions and millions of years. You know, I mean, we, we are accelerating it to a point where we are on the brink of, you know, human collapse. And, yeah, and we're, very we're going to collapse people, because one of the reasons we're going to, it's going to collapse because we have screwed up with the environment so much now. But you talk about people saying, well, CO2 is really bad. Well, methane is even 10 times worse. It's 40 times worse. And that's what the ocean, the world is now spewing out methane uh, like it never has before. It's as if it has a disease <laughs> and it's trying to fix itself. That's why I and it is. Either. And, and, it and is. guess what the disease is? Humans. Humans. <laughs> oh, gosh. Andy, I love you. I love you. I love you too, brother. It's fun Take to talk. Now, okay? We'll see you all, everybody, yeah. next week. Okay, bye now. Bye now.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.